Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris, you got to shift. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. You could be this side of the face. No, no, no. no. Go back to how you were. Oh, no. There you go. There's going to be a video on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, I uh I don't think Lazar is coming back just from the standpoint of if you are resigning Bergy, you're resigning Bergy, and there's not much Bergy. Wow. Bergy. This is now a floating blanket. <laughs> um I think if you're if you're signing Bergy, you're signing Bergy. And what else what room are you creating? Because the brew they need something, they need to add something. If you're Trading DeBrusque, sure, that, that frees up some cap and such. Can I like, offer you Sean Monaghan? Uh, can we heal him first? And then yeah, you're going to take that. Like, he's on $4 million <laughs> of his contract. But I think the, the, the Bruins just really like recycle on that fourth line a lot. They find someone, they sign them, their contract ends. They're like, oh, shit, we don't have a lot of cap space. We can't resign them. And then they find someone cheaper. Um, and it's just over and over again. And... Like that's good and all. It's like work. They've had, that's what you're supposed to do. Had the the six. Do not overspend there. But if they obviously their prospect pool isn't great, but the guys that are there have the potential to be a fourth line guy or maybe the in next that, that Corrales, bottom six like Oscar Steen. I wish Anton Bleed could have fucking made it because I felt like he had the play style too, but he just didn't have the the skill there enough yeah, to, to be out That's kind of why guys. I'm not like itching for Trent Frederick to be out of here because I think he's ideally a fourth liner. And, you know, if you give him not too many minutes and just kind of be like, hey, man, stop taking stupid fucking penalties or else you're going to be in Providence, um, then, yeah, that's fine. I think that's so. I mean, your other option is you go with Frederick, Mark McLaughlin, and Oscar Steen to start the year, and you say someone's going to rise from this. You know? What is? I was earlier today. Excuse me. I was thinking about Bruins' development and players that have been developing along like the same conversation. Um, but what what's going on with Jack Stadnika? I understand that. <clears throat> You know, he's still young, still working his way through the system, but is he, he's had a few chances. Has he really 
broken? The, like, do you think he's ready to take that jump? No. So I think the problem with Jackson Nico was that in the absence of any other real prospect, he kind of became the Bruins' number one prospect or skating prospect, at least Swayman, obviously the top guy, but, um, and I think just got like wildly hyped up by fans mostly. Um, he really got the Zach Senishin treatment kind of, because yeah, he, he yeah. played out of his mind in junior. And it's not that every player, you know, plays out of their mind and then sucks because he doesn't suck. It's just that you have to kind of temper your expectations a little bit right. because you're talking about a league out of, of uh, 16 to 20 year olds going to 20 and older in the AHL and 18 and older in the dad. NHL. Right. And it's, it's just that much of a jump from standing out among high schoolers essentially to making the NHL where, I mean, Joe Thornton's been in this league for how long, <laughs> like, right. you know, like there's, there's so much more experience and it's going to rub off on him somehow. I don't think that it made a lot of sense for them to really try him out as a number two this year. Should they maybe give him some more games? Absolutely. But I don't envision Jack Stunica being the one to save this team, which is also a reason why you might try to move him at some point. Lansing, I have a just, little bit more. Just think about how many games uh thornton would have been able to play if, if he hadn't 2005 2006 well if he, if he hadn't taken all those years off to serve in world war ii right <laughs> i mean there was there was quite a uh a ruse going in the across the national hockey league way back in the 1940s where tiny thompson milt schmidt woody dumart and bobby bauer all did their thing no anyway <laughs> i i'm stalling because i'm waiting i would to say i didn't mean to derail next. anything but i definitely did mean to derail that you, you did because ultimately you know i i'm fine with stunico taking his time i don't think it's out of the ordinary if he's another year or two away from being somewhere in the nhl i don't anticipate him being first or second line but he could be a sean corrali and that's just fine Drew has now made himself part of the advertisement. Now he's like the rearview mirror thing. style. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're just looking at Drew and uh, he's in the back seat. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. great song by Arcade Fire. Uh, not so great when it's Drew. Um, in terms of Stunika, I totally agree that like by default he became the number one prospect uh, for the Bruins, like you said, Chris. Just because there was like no one else there, um, I think. You mean his, Trent Whitfield's not playing still? His uh, his um, obstacle, I think. A lot of it has been just like the the management and coaching, which kind of loops the Sweeney, Neely, and uh, and Cassidy back into it. They like they get very few chances these young players to find something that's going to work. Like very few chances. Like they give them Bruce a couple games. The kids, they give he gives them a couple games, and then like they'll be lucky throughout those games to have the same line mates and start building chemistry and start carving out a spot in the lineup. Like. It, it, it's tough. So I, and I also think an obstacle for Stanika is honestly just Bergeron being there. 
Um, not that he's like all of a sudden going to be the number one guy next to Marshawn and maybe Pasternak, depending on what they do, but that moves people up the order. And honestly, that first line C is really up for grabs for me. If Bergeron's not in the equation, it's Coyle, Hala. If Studnika fucking blows people away and has chemistry with like Pasternak or Marshawn, you never know. But I think while Bergeron's there, Stanika's not going to get a fair look because they want to keep him at center. He's their best center. The Bruins usually have a surplus of centers and then switch guys to the wing like Marshy. Um, And so I think they really want to keep him at sea, but it's holding him back. They don't want to give him fourth line minutes in that fourth line role. They know he can do more, but he's just not, there's not a space open uh at the moment and so it's been hard for them to wiggle him in into a role where he could actually probably excel so what i got from this is that jack stunica is anakin skywalker because you know he, he could just say he's holding me back and you'd be like what is this episode three i don't know anything about star wars so sure if you really want to jazz things up i feel like moving along with you know one of several players you know add somebody who's like a decent player but has like a a larger cap hit and put that with eric Halla and see if someone bites on that and then you move coil up to 2c and then stanika's your 3c if you're comfortable with that i don't know if if anyone is if you're comfortable comfortable with like retooling in that regard then yes that that would be a team that if they make the playoffs or out in the first round if they don't make the playoffs i mean it's it's not a surprise I mean, that's, that's in the event. Is how next Bergeron season is going to go back. anyway. I hope Bergeron comes back. Yeah. I mean, I'm I think everybody does, but I think that, like, I, I don't like facing these hard hockey decisions, but no one does. I mean, it's also just the course of time. It's what happens. Uh, The Bruins back in the 70s faced the question of, all right, how much longer do you want to hold on to Phil Esposito? He will start to age, even though he's an ageless wonder and still looks incredible in his 70s. Uh, But you ask that question where it just gets to be, okay, are we willing to admit that it's beyond the point of being able to salvage something here and now it's a new era and within that you have to go to the marketing team and say can you make something out of these players real quick no okay well we're going to trade some of these guys anyway yeah i mean you you try not to pull a sends and leave up a poster from like five years ago that still has someone like eric carlson in it and you go you know what's that still doing here but anyway but no it's like when i i mean it was shortly bye chris after. oh i'm not leaving i'm just putting my hand in front of lancy's face he's, just, he's blocking me i'm, I'm gonna be yeah. a goalie uh cat around texted me that she's coming here to get me instead of me going there to get her so i got three minutes nice um surprise cat appearance then uh we'll take another break for DraftKings. uh this is part two i, I would think where that we're already in the middle of um yeah but uh, on the other side, we're going to do some uh, DraftKings. So uh, future Drew, t- take it over. All right. Thank you, Past Drew. Uh, what, a, what a great uh, podcast host you are. Uh, what a stellar, stellar job. Anyway, 
You all know what this is, hockey fans. The pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Take it away, past Drew. Ha! Here we go. Um, oh my god, it's a cat. Question number Drew, one. If you don't make a video out of this podcast, I'll Oh yeah, I quit. it's gonna be on YouTube. <laughs> uh, question number one. Uh, meow, 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 meow. No, uh, what's your favorite piece of hockey merch or collectible that you own? And that one is from Tommy Orton over the Atlantic. Good, good, solid question. I got two, I guess. It would probably be a uh, probably be strange if I didn't say the like signed Bruins jersey I have. I have the uh, all of last year's team uh, signed jersey uh, that my mom got me for Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, another personal favorite is I have a uh, Kenyan national team jersey with the uh, the captain's name on the back, uh, Azagere, and my name my last name is in there somewhere so that's kind of cool um it's a really sick jersey you can go get those uh you go to their website i think it's the friendship league um yeah it's that's like designed after the kenyan flag and it's pretty cool it's got a lion on it that's sick lions are dope can confirm I must say I've got a few things that he I He has like. a whole closet. <laughs> Everybody grab a, grab a snack. Grab well, a so it's funny you mention it because I am holding my very first jersey in my hands. It's a Patrice Bergeron circa 2006 jersey, uh, which I got when I was 11. And if you hold it in front of yourself, yeah. maybe the camera will be able to see I've, it. I've tried, but it's... Oh, no. <laughs> you can you can barely see the bear that was on a painting that uh terry o'reilly or someone had but anyway it's the the weird alternate logo bear with the white eyes not the crazy one but anyway that means a lot to me because everyone loves the first jersey right and then i have the second jersey I ever got which is a joe sackick jersey because like patrice bergeron i grew up a joe sackick fan and i wanted that so bad for christmas that when I walked down the stairs and saw it on the couch, I shrieked like a small child would. So those mean a lot. And then I have a few things that are signed by players like Tim Thomas, Sean Thornton, Nathan Horton, Adam McQuaid, uh, my guy, Michael Ryder, and then a hat that's signed by Patrice Bergeron, Rich Peverly. So that's always cool. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a simple stuff like that. 
Well, I'll try to get Chris so you can see. Oh, no, now everything's see-through. Okay, there we go. <laughs> That's sick. Um, anything else, Lancey? I mean, the whole rest of my room is okay. Great, literally Moving gold on. and stuff. But <laughs> Drew, what are you? What's what's? <laughs> are we bobsledding right now? <laughs> Everybody left. Wait, like the other left. <laughs> um, my hockey merch would have to be. Um, I, I well, <laughs> I have a uh, I have a Pooh Bear um kids size uh ray bork uh jersey that is signed so i'd have to say that is my favorite piece of merch absolutely i have uh nothing actually no that's a lie i i guess i have a bruins signed hat from 20 the 2018 2019 team yeah, and then um, my signed Johnny Gaudreau puck. Because who doesn't love a good eBay purchase? Oh yeah, especially a guy that went to BC. Anyway, that's for the BU and BC people to fight about. Um, I went to neither. Next question. Um, we have boxes or briefs from Bonzi S Bonzi. Good old this Sam. Is like when I get asked for a spoon or a fork and I say spork. Boxers are briefs. Boxers. Boxer briefs exist for a reason here. I it have boxer briefs too, but if I have to lean towards one or another, it's briefs. Um, um, boxers and boxer briefs. About 50, I, used, 50 I had boxers in like middle school. I was, you know, I was going to say. Because it was I, cool. It was for I'll gym make a class. Plot for like what DJ literally for gym talked class. about before. Like you get to that age where you start to feel more like an adult and you switch from boxers to boxer briefs. And at some point, maybe you go briefs. I don't know. It just, it's, you know, it's very based on like, how old are you and is are you a like, functioning adult? Is this the male equivalent of going from like a training bra to the big girl bra? Uh, no. I don't think so. Not really. Okay, I wasn't. Not in like no. terms of sizing. It's just but, like, a, it's a new adulthood. Personal, <laughs> new... personal preference of okay. like support. Oh, now he. And I mean, like, banner in how the active are you? Are you going to the gym and are you not going okay. to the gym? That sort of thing. Okay. Well. Um. Nice. Okay. Are you trying to make the black flag? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you got to shift. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 you could be this side of the face. No, 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 go back to how you were. Oh, no. It's going to be a video-only podcast. <laughs> um, uh, so what, what was the... Oh, next question. Any free agents realistically fit for the bees? Um, and then uh, some. that was from Sean Rajat. And then oh, Spen- Spencer Damphouse says Dampus, uh, i believe uh, oh damn respect vincent damn or is the ph of damn uh this patrice bergeron fella and that's about it that's what he said and i say i agree he's the most realistic fit yeah. for the Bruins. i mean this bergeron kid he sounds like he's a pretty good player dude i heard they got him in the second round 
That's nuts. Why isn't Seneshin 10 times better than him? Um, yeah, I don't next... know if there are any like realistic UFAs that are like fun, exciting ones that people are going to want. Like, I, I feel like people are going to look at the free agent list and be like, oh man, there are so many like good players out here that the Bruins should be signing. And um, now the Bruins have zero cap space, so they're going to probably make some trades. I mean, there's Evgeny Malkin, but he's going to want like $10 million, so no. Yeah. People, Claude people Giroux will be available. People so Kadri, if you want a temporary I, second line center. I, I love the idea of Kadri. I think he and Marshan on a line together would be fucking hilarious. That'd be incredible. Um, you know stick, who they should get? Stick Trent Frederick on the other wing. Like, that'd be perfect. Louis Erickson, the return yeah. of the king. <laughs> Paul Stastny will be available. That's, again, if we're thinking short-term temporary solutions, if uh, if the Armageddon occurs and Patrice Bergeron retires and you can't make a trade, I mean, sign Paul Stastny. Yeah, it's just the, the thing is, like, McAvoy's deal kicks in. He's making, like, $9.5 million. Even without Bergeron re-signing, the Bruins have $2 million in cap space, so... It's not as bad as it could be, however. Yeah. So I, I think the ideal is you look at, you know, who, who are the movable pieces. And, like, Matt Grizzlick is somebody that people are going to want. Uh, I think he and Mike Riley have a similar skill set. Obviously, I think Matt Grizzlick's a better player. But um, if you, if you want to, you know, move some redundant parts, then I think you'd be able to fetch something for Matt Grizzlick, and he's making four or something. Um, and Jake DeBrusque, that's four-ish, uh, 4.125 million or whatever. Um, he wants out, so I, I don't know if you're going to get a whole lot for him. You'd probably have to take a little bit of that salary back, but that's, that's some salary you can move out. But I don't know if that gets you somewhere where you can make a big free agent signing. I think that gets you somewhere where you can re-sign Patrice Bergeron if he wants to come back. That's a big free agent signing, I think. That's about as big as it's going to get. The best it, signing in free agency is all of our health players return to full health. Yeah. Like at the trade deadline. I still haven't like processed that Hampus Lindholm is here for the next eight years. So it's going to be I, sick. You know how much Chris he's loves Mike, be R- Mike Riley? I love Hampus Lindholm. <laughs> I'm not saying he's the next to Daniel Chara, but I am saying I would rather have a certified top two for now maybe top four you know the second half of the deal type defender given the way that he lets charlie mcavoy play and how it really solidifies the future of the core that you already have i mean again the old core is has already been gone like there's patrice bergeron brad marchand i don't think you can consider that a core i think you consider that two old players on your team and marchand's not even that old but uh, you know, the new core Lindholm, McAvoy, you can build something with that. If you have Riley as your second pairing defender, that's great. Carlo's another guy that you might consider to make expendable. But uh, I like the direction that the defense has been heading in. It's the forwards that need to be overhauled. Yeah, it's, I, I would add uh, Zaboral, uh, that, that signing kind of makes, you know, shores up the left side. Um, if you believe that he's going to be back and fully healthy and kind of 
a complete 180 from his first full year to his second year, which was unfortunately cut short by a torn ACL. Yeah, I'll, I'll co-sign everything you said about Lindholm with a big asterisk that says when healthy. Yeah, that's my... Unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like his start here was kind of tainted. Like, not his, obviously not his own fault, but I do think that fans have a short-term memory and they do like to cling to the negativity. I must say... The biggest difference about covering the Flames over the Bruins is how, like, rational they are. Relatively calm the fans are. They're <laughs> calm. It's almost like, like they know things about hockey. It's just, it's mind-blowing. Like, I'm over here telling them to pack it up and walk back to Calgary, and these people are like, no, it's, no, it's okay. Like, there's still more hockey to play. I'm like, oh. There's still more hockey to play, and it's the Flames. They've done this like just, every I year. I can't. Unfortunately. Yeah. They're just, they're too rational. But, you know, I always love talking about my brooms. Brooms. Uh, next question What jersey would you like to see the bees wear for the upcoming, uh, upcoming Winter Classic? Cheers from K Rafter. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, our guy, Sean, the one that we've already talked about with the question earlier, and I uh, were working on a concept. Uh, this is also my way of saying, Sean, I'm sorry, I haven't written in like a week or two, but I'm going to send some ideas probably this weekend. Uh, I know a lot of people really love what I call the second logo. It's really from the late 20s to early 30s. Uh, you you might recognize it from the 1929 Stanley Cup champion banner in the garden. I was there. Right? Uh, Chris is as old as they are as a team. And uh, no, it's a little bit of that. I, I think that would be the best logo to go with this time around. But I don't really want to see that jersey. I have an idea of a nice spin on kind of one of the first alternates if you consider it that it was a solid block of gold with a little bit of black from 1940 to 44 and it just said Bruins on the front it, it would be kind of weird but it also to me it seems a bit more fitting for Fenway as a venue to either go with that or with the second logo and to really just like invert the colors so you'll see what I mean when we get a concept out there and oh. uh, you know, I I think this time around they should go brown because we saw the element of brown in 2010 and we liked it, but it was a primary, primarily gold jersey, which we saw another gold jersey outdoors, coincidentally, thanks to the reverse retro program at Lake Tahoe. And then we saw the brown stripes on the primarily white jersey in 2019, and all three of those jerseys did better than the 2016 jersey, which was based on the very first jersey, but changed from brown to black. So therefore, if you want to win this game, you have brown somewhere in the jersey. You kind of throw it back to the first national stores themselves, or Brookside, or whatever it was called, because Charles Adams went through a couple different iterations of his grocery chain. But you do that. Yeah. I. Uh... I agree. I think you just do something different. I don't want to see 
I don't want to see a jersey that that the Bruins have already worn before. Yeah. See something new using concepts from the past, and I think you went over that pretty well, Lancey. That's what I try to do. <laughs> I'm trying to show this because this is what I want. I have yeah. made a Penguins concept, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Drew, we got you. It's a little yeah. bit more plain. Thank you, Drew. Sox, yeah, you, you, did, you did a great job, Drew. Yeah. Drew wants them all to wear Kike Hernandez uh, that, jerseys. That is some take on the Pooh Bear, though. I feel like the Pooh Bear isn't... I feel like the Pooh Bear isn't classic enough. No, because it's um, gonna be reverse retro 2.0. So oh there you got go. That care you know what? They're gonna make a bunch of different jerseys. Oh, has they has everyone gone while I was fooling around with my jersey? Or I have to know what they mean. the second one, great. <laughs> literally just hire like the kid um who does the the riveters. Um I think his name's Justin Cox. I could be very wrong. But he's an Avalanche fan and has some fantastic concepts and even real jerseys that he's brought to life and, and just hire him or hire Joe Dabney because she is an icon and could probably do something better than anyone that's hired by the Bruins right now. Sorry. And Chris is on the phone. Chris is getting inside information about this. Yeah, he yeah, he's, he's making some, calls. <laughs> he's making some calls. He's making some calls. He's hitting up uh, per source. Uh, Chris is talking about exchanging uh, money for Jersey and or hot dogs and or something. I, I don't know. Like, what's this popular like, Fenway these days? I wouldn't know. This is like when. Um, Bob McKenzie would get um, a phone. We have call. a breaking trade. Free agency uh. frenzy nonsense. I miss, miss Uncle Bob. Bobby Margarita. Uh, you know yeah. he uh, he's got a line of margaritas now in Canada. That's yeah, in, in Canada. That sounds like a good reason to go visit Canada sometime. Chris, yeah. any takes on the jerseys, or did you give yours? I already oh, gave mine. I, I basically co-signed on Lancey's. I, I just want something different than what they've done before. Were, were, right. you putting, were you putting Jess on my hat? Is that what you're trying yeah, to do? Yeah, yeah. She's I'm the Celtics. She is now the Boston Celtics. Boston <laughs> yeah. Calgary Flames Celtics. It's a, um, it's a Christmas Flames hat. Yeah. Last last question before we end, and now this is going to be a one-word an- answer for everybody. I don't want any explanation. I just want your one-word answer. Bergeron from Aiden Holleran. Bergeron, retirement or extension? I Sexy. Say, Nailed it. I say extension. I didn't hear any of the questions. No, you have to say retirement or extension. For Bergeron, one of those words. Extension. Okay, extension. Rection, but you spell it like Mark Recchi. So he starts doing one-year deals. That wasn't one word. <laughs> I know, but I'm just, I'm trying to create something that's creative. Yeah, I, I went with sexy. Um, yeah, I don't think... Great. Well, this has been a great episode <laughs> of the Bruce and Bruins. Drew, Drew trying to make rules. That, that doesn't count. As, so I mean, Drew here. comes on my show and doesn't play by the rules. I don't have to play by the rules on Drew's show. 
Here we go. Are you? I was hoping Cam would be here so I could show him. Well, my old bay goldfish. Because. Oh damn! At least it's not that old bay vodka that I saw. No, they're coming out with old bay like beer. Right. Like a summer ale. I'm all set. Thank you so much. Goldfish will do. For everybody out there, thank you to everyone here. We have Jess Pelmosto. We have Nick Lanciani. We have Chris Gear. And I am drew johnson if i can click on myself there we go <laughs> <laughs> i'm drew johnson thank you everybody for all that you do in the world thanks bye